Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome along to the Rangers Ravel podcast. I've just turned the heating on in here and it's fucking roasting. Uh, hello, I'm Martin. I'm joined by Cami, Elaine and Jamie. Hello, guys. How are we? Good evening. She can see Very my good, mate. in the background there. <laughs> um, we're live on YouTube and Twitter. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. I have to say, that um, when I asked that the last time, I get, we get so many likes and it really, really helps to share the video across YouTube. That's the only way now, apparently, to share if you're looking at some kind of analytical nonsense. If you're on Twitter as well, please do retweet and like. So we have Hunters to talk about and it's the international date. And the first thing we're going to talk about... Oh, hello to everybody watching as well. The first thing we're going to talk about that we're not going to give a lot of airtime to, Cami, I'll start with you. Um, Jim White... Um, decided it would be a good idea to go and interview a certain Mr. Charles Green, who received a payout of, I think it was six and a half million um, for his, his wrongful talk shit about him claim. Aye, go, yeah. on, go on, give me, give me, give me some <laughs> Charles Green chat. I know, I've, I've got to admit, I wouldn't give it the time of day. I never listened hmm. to it. I've got absolutely no interest in what Charles Keen said. Um, unfortunately, he was part of our part of our past, and uh, just forget about him. He's just full of he's just full of nonsense. You know, he, he just uh, Jim. I blame Jim White and and Talk Sport for continuing to pander to him. You know, I've got no interest uh, in. You, you you get the the gist of it on Twitter that he approached Stephen Gerrard's wife and slipped her his business cards uh, as he was tap that was his tapping up to get uh, the gaffer in in twenty thirteen. You know, I mean, honestly, goodness, I mean, how can Jim White actually converse with a clown like that? You know, mm. it's it, it's just uh, I it's uh, not I've nothing really to say. Charles Green. 
took a lot of money out of our club allegedly, and um, you know, just forget about them. I know, and it's a shame that Jamie, when you do a podcast or you're part of fan media or you have anything to do with Rangers and you talk about what's in the Rangers news, um, William McMillan, the past, leave him there. Um, you, you you need to kind of highlight this because he's been paid six and a half million. Um, was it for defamation or some nonsense? How can it? How can it be defamation against a guy who's an absolute Yahoo? He's a, he's, he's a he's a he's a fuckwit. Like his stories, it's a Walter Mitty stuff. But he, he he's living in a castle in France, right? So there's something somewhere. There's Martin. Martin's like pulling his hair out because I've just said that about um, Charles Green. Um, but he's an <laughs> that's absolute. His, that's, his lawyer, that's his lawyer. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, he is, and it's like I, I agree with Cammy. Like Talksport are that type of radio station. Jim White's panned on him. Jim White's yeah. like his mates at Talksport. Wait and see this guy. This is comedy gold. This is what pe- people listen. People talk about it. People laugh at this. But it still feels like a bit of a laugh at our expense. So that's a kind of mm-hmm. annoying thing about it. But I agree, don't give me time of day. It's embarrassing. Part of our past I've boxed away and I don't like talking about it, as I've said before. Can I just Shall quickly, we? one thing uh, we spoke about when we spoke about this yesterday, before Elaine comes in, I actually have an issue with the fact that Rangers gave talk sport Simon Jordan... Um, uh, Jim White access to Ibrox prior to the Old Firm game. Now, yeah. do we have a contractual arrangement with Talksport? H- how did they get that access? And then a matter of weeks later, they've got somebody who basically shot on our football club, spouting nonsense. You know, so I'll criticise Talksport and I'll criticise um, uh, Jim White, but Rangers. What's going on with the whole media situation? That's a different conversation. Well, listen, that's a podcast on its own. Um, Elaine, shall we move on for Charles Green? Quickly, yes. (laughs) I I don't think I can add much more than these guys. I don't really think there has to be much more said. We've brought it up. We've said what the guy's got. The guy can now go back to his castle and pretty much just get to fuck. Um, Right, so Elaine, (laughs) it's for the... Rangers Hibs, uh, uh, there's no even, it's been a while now, there's Where no point in discussing the game, um, but we've all discussed um, the, the Ryan Porteous tackle that, I mean, yeah. right, let's just let's just deal with this straight away, right, we've all got biases, right, we're all biased towards Rangers, of course we are, we're Rangers supporters, <sighs> but see if that tackle, if Porteous does that tackle on Kyogo or McGregor or whoever their kit man is, I don't even know his name. I'm sorry, each one of us on this podcast will turn around and go, that's, oh, oh, that's a shocking challenge, that's a straight red card. Has it got to the point now with Scottish football that, and we've, we have spoke about this before, but the hatred within Scottish football is really, really starting to kill it because you've got people like Tam McManus who's paid for his opinion. You've got people like Hugh Keevans who are paid for their opinion who make this a talking point. That that challenge every other single day on any other player in any other team in any other league is a straight red card. Yeah, no, I think you know, I think you're totally right. 
Um, unfortunately, it's too much of a like Glasgow or Scottish football in general is just a goldfish bowl, and we just um, you'll always get bias, and you'll always get people who can't see past their team uh, or or what they think. To be honest, I'm kind of going to go slightly maybe against the grain here. I was at the game, and actually at first, I didn't think it was a red card. Um, and the only reason for that was because um, I almost kind of, you know, it just kind of came from nowhere, almost missed it, and, uh, and I didn't actually think that he'd made contact. And at the time, we were sitting thinking, okay. Um, but where I massively benefited was afterwards and you see and you see people who are totally neutral and especially I think Sky Sports had the ex referee was it Dermot Gallagher they had on explaining Big exactly Big well, exactly and explaining exactly why and actually to be fair when I when I was looking at that you can see various angles. I mean there's one angle that is terrible. And I think actually Jack Ross was probably pretty fair and saying he could understand that, um, certainly from my point of view as well, when you see all the, you know, everyone coming out, or the people who don't have um, a sort of an allegiance to the club, when you see them coming out and saying, actually, fair enough. I mean, I think Barry Bannon was another one on Twitter who initially was saying, I will see this. And then he came out and said, it's a red card. Um, yeah, do you know, it's just that there are too many people that cannot see past their own allegiance. I, I can't believe that we're still genuinely discussing that there crazy. might be some sort of conspiracy. Um, it is nuts. I do think as well, um, in terms of, yeah, do you know, the, there's no conspiracy. I think we could go on about referees all day. I think the level generally is quite poor, but I don't think we can get sucked into thinking that there's genuinely a bias towards any team. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that can't quite see that. And look, we're going to actually come and discuss that shortly because um, I think that's something that really does need to be discussed, uh, the pressure that referees are under. And look, maybe we've been um, guilty in the past of maybe saying, maybe going overboard with referees, but we will come and discuss that, Cammy. Um, in fact, Jamie, if I can't, if, if I'm not let you speak yet, have you spoke? Nah, I have spoken off anyway. Right, okay, that's plenty. Um, Cammy. <laughs> uh, the lawyers on the phone. <laughs> um, well, yes, the whole she shebang in Scotland is becoming poisonous and it's being cranked up. Now, that's the point I want, I want to get to. Is there going to come a point where we just have to say, pack it up, let's forget it, let's just cancel football? Because every single week there's going to be something that you're going to get on Clyde or some football phone in, that it's, it's, it's just becoming absolute chaos? I think it always happens um, in games where they think the team playing against Rangers has a chance and they are disappointed that the result goes, um, goes our way. What frustrates me is you've got people that are paid... Um, a la Willie Miller on Radio Scotland, etc. They don't even know the rules. They look at the... They, then somebody points out the rules to them and they don't like the rules. You know, it's just... What, what, what I think that was what Michael Stewart was saying as well, wasn't it? Was that he said, you know, fair enough, when he said, when he, the rules were presented to him, he said, yeah, but, but that's, a, that's a stupid rule. It's simple, I know. But, but it is the rule. Somebody said to me about, uh, imagine you got stopped by the police and you were speeding and you said, oh, 
listen, mate, that's not. I, I don't agree with that speed limit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just Scottish football is just becoming. It's getting worse and worse. We're in a situation where the old Firm game. We're we're fast forwarding here. Old Firm game, second of January is the last game before the interna- the international the winter break. Right, so you can almost predict already. And let if Rangers get a result that day, you're going to have exactly the same situation. Next next November, you've got a World Cup. They'll probably schedule an old Firm game as the last game for six weeks, so we're going to have more of it. You know, it's yeah. it's just a, an absolute joke, and there's very few people in the the media up here cover themselves. I, mean, I thought uh, James McFadden, i seen clips of yeah. James McFadden talking about it, and uh, McFadden was fairly... Was was fair. I, I find generally he is pretty fair, you know. But um, Tam McManus and the the, the failed tri- the failed trialist and, and all the guys, you know what I mean? It's. I thought, I, see, to be honest, Gammy, I thought that the, the failed trialist was quite <clears throat> wasn't as forthright as he usually is. Maybe his pocket's been hit recently, and maybe he's starting to all, understand. But it's interesting, Jamie, that he never actually he never said anything for ten days. And then it, it just appears, you know. I, I mean, I, I've not got a lot of time for him, you know. But you're you're quite right. But the the Rangers, if Rangers had lost that game or drawn that game, there wouldn't have been the same yeah. furore. It's the fact that we've dug out three points. We are still top of the league. That is what mm-hmm. people don't like. That, it's that, only getting that, peddled. You know, it's getting peddled from one side. This is all coming from one side, and it's coming from a fact that we, we, this never happened when Rangers were getting beaten. Dembele was Dembelishing time, and he was scoring hat tricks against us, and decisions were going all over the place. Nobody cared because Celtic were winning and were winning the league. The, oh, the, 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 it's all flipped in its head now, and Rangers are starting to win and win and win a league. Now it's a referee's conspiracy. Now it's crazy. I mean, Rangers, Rangers have had something. Like, I, this, this, right, this could be wrong, right? <laughs> what I'm reading here, right? I tried to do a bit of um, a bit of, I, see, I, I see who I was coming on with, so I thought I better do a bit of research. <laughs> so, from what what I see from 2016, 2017, Rangers have had 35 penalties. Celtic have had 33. Now, this thing, penalty to Rangers, is a big thing that goes all over the internet as soon as we get a penalty. There's not a big uh, difference here, is there? Rangers have been saying, oh, <clears throat> Rangers have had 19 red cards. Celtic have had 10. Is that, is that not the opposite? So there's a conspiracy theory here. By to, to be honest, this came off a guy called Trigger on, the, uh, on uh, Twitter, right? So it can be a lot of shit. But it's only ever came. It's only became a problem in the last. I, I know some level-headed people who, in the last couple of days, of are howling at the moon and talking about conspiracy theories. Something we will never talk about. I'm not interested in talking about. But it's also been a very big deflection tactic again this week of a mm-hmm. and, and, and a big big week. And that's always happens. I think I, as well, just yeah. when you, just, sorry, just to pick up on what you were saying in terms of the refs, um, there's a huge outcry this week, absolutely. Um, but there wasn't the same outcry last week when over in the East End, there should have been a penalty and a red card. Didn't mm. happen. Went Celtic's way, these things happen. Um, I think Hibs St. Johnson, dodgy penalty call again. You know, there was maybe a couple of things said about it, yeah. but all that I think my point would be 
bad decisions get made across the world. This wasn't actually a bad decision. And the funny thing is, is that actually the ref was spot on. It's been appealed, still thrown out. You've got people left, right and centre who are actual referees saying no. So there shouldn't be an issue over this anyway. But there are other decisions that are actually bad decisions, that are wrong decisions, that aren't getting anywhere near the same level of scrutiny. And I think that's kind of... I don't necessarily think it's concerning. At the end of the day, it is what it is. We all know um, that our games will get a certain level of scrutiny, whatever. But when right decisions are getting more scrutiny than wrong decisions, that just, it doesn't really make sense to me. And I think it just sums Scottish football up uh, in a nutshell. And, and Elaine, that's a point, and I'll take it back to you. And I tweeted this out, and I think I actually put it in the thumbnail for the pod, and then I changed it once we found out that the appeal, which will come to, um, wasn't wasn't successful. Is this not just getting really tiring now for the Rangers support? I understand. I, I, listen, I'm all one for slagging Celtic when they get beat or they draw, or I'm all, I'm all one for saying, by the way, they shouldn't have got that penalty, but they got it and be angry at the time, blah, blah, blah. But is it not just getting tiring now that it's every week it's something, it's all week on the phone-ins, it's all over social media. If they lose, it's because of a conspiracy. If we win, it's because of a conspiracy. And Listen, I am not sitting here for one minute saying that it's just them that have an issue. There is plenty of Rangers fans out there who go over over the score, over the board, make nonsense up. But just that, and the whole general feeling around Scottish football, is it not just getting boring now? Yeah, do you know, I, I think it is. I think it's tiring. I think it's, um, you know, to be fair, I think sometimes we do play up to the no one likes us, we don't care, bit of aggro. Um, but I just I just sometimes think, why is, it all, why is it always us? Why is it always us that there's got to be some sort of storm about? Um, for example, you know, kind of backtracking a wee bit, but you talk, we touched on the media stuff and then all the stuff that came out with the podcasters and, you know, historic tweets and everything, that was very much only a Rangers issue. And it was certainly something that I know that we spoke about because mm-hmm. it was before I had come on uh, and you were saying, you know, do I want to consider or reconsider coming on because mm-hmm. of, of the various things with that. Um, and I do think, and of course I'm biased, but I do think that that's slightly concerning is it does seem to always be Rangers. And we know ourselves, we've acknowledged that there are parts of the club that absolutely could do better. Um, there's parts of the fan base that sometimes could do better. We're absolutely not perfect. But by and large, the majority of our fans, the majority of people I know through the football are absolutely spot on, are really good guys. Um, and it just seems like it's controversy after controversy and it's always Rangers. And to, to be honest, there are times where I just think, I would never be done with it. I, I love the club too much. I love going to the games. It's too big a part of my life, but it is tiring and it's just the environment of Scottish football at the moment. And can I just say, I'm going to bring this onto the media and then onto the red card and then onto the appeal because um, we do have loads to talk about. But if you want that slightly biased Rangers coverage, then and you want to help support us as we aim to become part of fan media. I see what I've done there. I see how I've segued this Patreon advertisement. Eh, eh, then you can sign up to our Patreon. Link is in the description. It's patreon.com forward slash Rangers Ravel, where you will get extra shows as well. Um, for that, it's £2 a month. 
and uh, it'll really go a long way to help us. Me and Jamie done the best of the rest, and we thought it was going to be rubbish, and it turned out to be amazing, if I do say so myself. Cammy's and Kerr have just recorded the EPL show. We've got Bassoonish Revolution. We've got, uh, we've got videos as well on Old Rangers Tops, loads of stuff. Elaine hasn't contributed yet because she's lazy, but she will. Um, so <laughs> I'll get if, you, eventually. if you want to help us out and you want to help support the Rabble and help us become a, a, a huge part of Rangers fan media, then please do click the link in the description and £2 a month. <laughs> less than um, right, Cami, the media and all this, um, you know, field trialist, Tam McManus, I'm not going to pretend that I listen to uh, Super Scoreboard all the time. I maybe listen to wee snippets here and there. I certainly don't listen to BBC um, through the week or whatever. But has, has the media got to be held to account here? Because, oh, sorry, 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 yes. sorry. And the Academy pod as well. The Academy pods are released on Patreon 24 hours before they do become available. It's Willie Irwin in the comments. He will knock me out if I don't point that out. Um, so I, Willie goes to all the Academy games. It's fantastic as well. So No uh, else is good, Martin. The website is fantastic Oh, as well. the website. Billy's going to kill me. Rangersravel.co.uk. Of course, the website where you get blogs, <laughs> podcasts, back, a youth section. We're bringing out a, a forum. Have I missed anything? I didn't even know about half this stuff anyway. Great, I'll sign up. What do you mean you don't know? Shocking behaviour. Martin didn't even know there was articles then. He he didn't even know any of this stuff. No, I mean, I forgot we had a website, but he's going to kill me. Um, Right, sorry, Cammy, the media. Has somebody got to hold the media to account for the simple fact, right? You can't always prove, you you can't prove bias sometimes because these people are smart at what they do. But this whole Porteous tackle thing has kind of just pushed me over the edge a wee bit, simply because if you were to look back through time about them talking about decisions and you came to that exact same tackle, every single other time there's been a tackle like that, this would have been the the analysis. Oh, that was a straight red. There's no consistency. It's like all, no. all we want as Rangers supporters is fair and uh, honest reporting and coverage you know i mean it's that it's just what i said to people after the game if alfredo morelos makes that challenge yeah the scottish the scottish government and nicola sturgeon would probably have got involved in it. it that's that's how laughable the situation the boy on sunday makes a rash tackle and gets a deserved red card that's, that's pretty it. much that's it. That that is it. See, by the time you get to Monday morning, it's for it should be like forgotten about. You know, it's it's done. Rangers win the three points. That's it. Hibs were in a good position. He's rash. He basically uh, puts his teammates and his manager into a dodgy position, and that's it. Rangers fight back, get two goals in the second half. Bish bash bosh, three points. We are top of the league. Let's go and enjoy the international break. Instead, mm-hmm. we're on Wednesday, and they're still talking about it. It's just, it, and I don't see it changing. But it's it's almost like Rangers are like clickbait. Rangers make these radio stations, yeah. Talk Sport, Radio Clyde, all the the various uh, newspapers <clears throat> um, up here. It's all clickbait. It's all sensationalism, and it's just. But it's not open. It's not even-handed. 
not every club is not treated the same way, and it pisses me off greatly. Sorry for swearing, but it really does. Aye, and I mean, look, <laughs> Jamie, see if you were to look through the years, right? Smaller teams come to Ibrooks to go to Parkhead. Of course, Rangers and Celtic probably get the more favourable favourable decisions, if you like. They get the more the most penalties because they have most Aye. of the ball. They do most of the attacking. Um, so I, I'm just I'm I'm really struggling to accept the hysteria over this tackle. I, my brain can't process why it's now Wednesday. The game was on Sunday, and we're still talking about it. The reason we're still talking about it, right? And please answer me this: Why did Hibs appeal it? And they're playing to the gallery, aren't they? They're playing to the crowd because Jack Ross was not convincing in his um, assessment of whether it should have been a sending off or not. But there was such a furore behind the whole thing that they went like, we're going to appeal this. I don't think that appeal even got opened because it was, that's the quickest appeal I've ever heard coming back straight up this morning. That's it. No appeal. Appeal's done. So they should never have they should never have appealed it, but they're playing at the gallery. Hibs fans are getting... Encouraged to get puppets, puppet masters playing with them, and they were just they back on it straight red. I thought the good one that no one noticed was Scott Allen's reaction because he was like that. No, like, he was like that right away because he's seen he's seen how not probably committed how fast he went. And if you're going in that fast and sliding along the ground with a straight leg, people are like, Oh no, what are you doing? You seen the fans at the opposite end that seen it from the worst camera angle? They were all on their feet going mad. So Nick Ross seen it for the Nick Ross, either the, the ref. He's Nick seen Walsh. it for the same. Nick Walsh. He's seen it for the same angle as Scott Allen. Had no hesitations. I think Ross said it in the match reactions. Probably the best thing Ross has ever said. Um, <laughs> that was serious. Was um, what a pick for the ref. And mm-hmm. there's no, you can't complain, but that's an absolutely fantastic piece of refereeing. Mm-hmm. Yet, well, here we are now. Listen, you're moaning about it, Martin. We're talking about it now at half seven on Wednesday night. We're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. But but it, for the broadcasters and all that, it gives them something to talk about. Because see, if you don't talk about that, it's probably been pretty quiet week, to be honest, other than that tackle. Because Celtic is a self a win. Angie's doing a half Ronnie Roar. We get a win. Gerard's <laughs> celebrating. And that's really it. Nothing's really happening. We've done the best of the rest of the games while she ate this week. But Ryan Portis gets sent half. Let's jump on that. It gives them something to speak about for a week. Jamie, oh, is, 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 Jamie, Sorry, Jamie, is Nick Cross not the guy that used to present Crime Watch? Is that <laughs> no, well, fuck, he'll be next to get involved. Is that where the tackle, that's where the tackle should have been? Aye. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say it's the knock-on effect as well because you touched yeah. on it, Martin, about referees and the pressure that they're under. And the thing is, is that the pressure that they're under is immense. And the, and yes, it's split decision, you know, split second decisions, but that has to be playing on their mind. It has to be, you know, when you get a big game and you know that if you give a penalty or a red card, that actually that is all that's going to be spoken about. That has to have some sort of impact. As you know, you can be as professional as you like, but this level—I mean, this level of scrutiny and say it again—but over a correct decision, it's crazy. That's it's that's absolutely nuts, and it's going to yeah. Surely that's a detriment to our game as well, um, because you—I I couldn't blame—I couldn't blame referees. You touched on it before the fact that we do all go overboard if we don't get a decision and whatever. Um, but you couldn't blame referees for saying, Do you know what, nah. I'm, I'm 
I'm out because it's too it's too much and the hysteria is the hysteria is nuts. Cami referees, um, look, we all moan, we all complain. Um, let's not be hypocritical here. But let me just ask you this question. Um, I know that there'll be a lot of people that won't like your answer either way, so I'm putting you on the spot, right? <laughs> is there a single referee in Scotland who is purposely biased? Cammy's froze because oh, he shot himself out the question. <laughs> Jamie. He was going to say Clancy, wasn't he? I was absolutely going to say Clancy, wasn't he? I'm sure he was. But Jamie, <laughs> on, a, on a serious note, because let's oh. talk about this seriously, right? Is there a referee in Scotland who is purposely biased against any team? No, they're humans, they make mistakes. So I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter again this week about they should be telling, you should be presenting who you support before you become a referee. You know, this crap, like, come on, this is a pure Glasgow Goldfish Bowl mentality. These guys are out to do a job. These guys want to get to the peak. They want to referee in World Cups. They want to do Champions League finals. They don't get there by being biased. They don't get there by being making mistakes either. So it's about a want to be a, a perfect. Maybe it's to go down the professional route. Make these guys full time. I don't know if we're going to talk about VAR. That's next in line. Does that even help? Because it's still a human being controlling that on the other side anyway, making a decision. But. Um, I don't think I don't think they're purposely biased, no. But people are going to say, yeah, they are because you're Rangers fans. You're saying that that because you're getting all the decisions. We're only getting a lot of these decisions because we create these decisions. We create a team to gaze apparently. We create somebody to us to make a, a yellow card or a red card because we're attacking. That's why we create it. It's no it's no Rangers' fault. Yeah, Cami, referees purposely biased. I, honestly, mate, I, they're not right. We always have a go at Kevin Clancy and Willie Collum, right? Maybe maybe we're part of the problem as well, right? Kevin Clancy and Willie Collum are poor referees, right? Genuinely, they're poor referees. But And people might slag me here, and Cammy, please come in. I genuinely don't think Kevin Clancy goes to start a game and goes, how can I get Celtic the three points today? I just don't think that happens. I don't think he does. I just think they're, they're poor officials. You know, I think he... He manages to make an arse at during the game, but I don't think at the start of the game he goes out premeditated um, to to basically influence the game. I mean, I thought the I thought the guy on Sunday didn't have a bad game. To be perfectly honest with you, I think to make a decision like that from my seat in the club deck, my reaction was, "Oof, that's a bit." a bit of a rash challenge, he's went in a bit fast, he's watching it for four or five yards away, I think he's con- he's communicating with his linesman, mm-hmm. and within 10 seconds of the tackle and the sort of break he's pulled the red card out and spot on, you know and it's like, I think Elaine spoke about Dermot Gallagher Dermot Gallagher analysed it on Monday morning on Sky Sports News within 10 seconds and he was like, this is the right decision, boom, 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 and that's it. But to get back to your original point, the referees, the standard isn't great, but there's no bias at all. There's there's poor decisions made for Rangers, for Celtic, for Hibs, for St Johnston. Every club suffers, but it's only Rangers that it's magnified and mm. dragged out for days and days and days. 
Yeah, and like I say, Elaine, look, we're going to maybe try and uh, move on and <laughs> talk about Rangers. <laughs> you know? um, but just finally then, on the refs, I'm seeing loads of people in the comments saying, look, they're part-time. Um, should we have well, full-time refs make a difference? I've seen refs in England make absolute yeah. shocking decisions. I don't know how much the part-time, full-time thing uh, comes into it. But... Martin, Martin, we were talking on the EPL show earlier on about the Liverpool Man City. Where can people hear that? Where can people hear that? They can hear that on Patreon Patreon. for for £2 £2 a month. uh, I'm on it every week we care, and it's top class. It's worth the £2 just for the EPL show. Don't need to say any more than that. Uh, Liverpool Man City. James Milner's playing right back. He's on a yellow card. Fouls him. Doesn't get a second yellow card. Second half, same thing happens again. He doesn't get a second yellow card. Pep Guardiola is doing his absolute dinger. There's mm. VAR, there's fourth officials, there's like, and they still get the decision wrong. So VAR doesn't change the fact that referees can still make an arse yet. The people that are, are controlling the VAR can still make a mess of it. Now imagine up here, you've got Willie Collum refereeing the game and you've got Kevin Clancy controlling VAR. Honest to goodness, yeah. could, could, can you imagine it? Just just before we go on, CGM, um, have I seen up for pa- for Patterson? Uh, will you stop going on about it? I think obviously you mean Patreon there. Um, CGM, I won't go on about it as much if you sign up for Patreon, um, but I will still go on about it. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but sign up for it anyway. I've, £2 a month I've, is great. I've got, I've got some signed uh, Patterson tops and some uh, signed Patterson prints if he's interested. Just contact me after the show. Oh, there's a plug. You have no shame. You have no shame. Uh, I mean, so referees going forward, how much pressure now? Is this what this is all about? Putting pressure on referees so that, like, look, what the guys have mentioned, it comes to the old firm game, you know, a ball goes in off a Celtic striker's hand and it gets given. That doesn't get spoke about. But how much pressure now is there going to be on referees in the coming weeks? Oh, massive. Massive pressure, but also I would go as far to say potentially too much pressure because, um, you know, a lot of the referees have been about for a good while. We're looking at the Scottish game. You need new referees coming through all the time. And who in their right mind signing up to this? Who Who's looking at this and looking at this week and the scrutiny they're under and thinking, do you know what, I want a bit of that? Um, probably not that many folk. So, I th- yeah, I think the scrutiny... Is just a next level. It's it's too much, um, and and I still don't think you potentially potentially subconsciously it may impact decisions. Um, I would agree with the guys. I don't think there's any sort of bias from any referees. I've no there's not one referee that I would say yeah nay for any team. I, I do think the quality of referee at times can be poor, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm also, I know VAR is a whole other, you know, that's a whole other podcast as well because we could talk all day about that. I'm not convinced that that's going to be a massive uh, help up here. If they if they do it here the way they've done it in England, I think it would be a shambles uh, and I think it would be detrimental to the game. But that said, um, if they use it like it was in the Euros, which was slightly more successful, um, maybe that is what the referees need because... The, the pressure on them is just enormous. 
Can you imagine? Let me put a scenario to you. Um, Raiders are playing Hibs at Ibrox. Ryan Porteous puts in a shocking challenge on a Revo. And that, again, right? again. Right? Let's let's just can, run with this, Jamie. I cannot right? imagine this. Right? Honest to God, I, I know it seems unfathomable. Unfathomable. I, I can't even say that word. So anyway, Ryan Porteous puts in a shocking challenge on Joe Revo. The ref walks up, red card, we've got VAR. VAR, let's just say it overturns it, it doesn't overturn it. The outcry in the rest of Scotland, if it didn't go the way that certain people wanted it to, would be ridiculous. Well, it shouldn't be, because that's the whole point of having VAR. Is to Scot- now- Sorry, my, my, point, my point, Jamie, then would be, is Scotland too toxic for VAR? Perhaps. I, I'm not interested in VAR, to be honest. I, I think we really, I know we're saying this, I think we've got a cracking product, and I know that we don't get paid for it, but since I've started watching some of these games, I know it was shite this week, but some of the football teams are trying to play up here is decent. And I know it gets slagged. I'd rather watch Scottish football than English football any day of the week. I know Sunday was a bit of an exception because that was a cracking game, but um, I'm not interested in VAR. And I think you're probably right. I think it is too toxic. They wouldn't accept regardless. Portis gets a red. It doesn't get overturned. They're still, we are still in the same scenario we are just now, saying that VAR doesn't work. Who's working VAR? Brother who? Who works VAR? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is where it's going to go down. So yeah. I it doesn't VAR, VAR won't change it. I'm not interested in VAR. I don't want these millimeter offside decisions and stuff like that. Martin, VAR, we're in a VAR. situation where there's Rangers supporting fans for a laugh on Twitter, cutting roof out and photoshopping <laughs> two yards in front, and yeah. Celtic fans are jumping on it and retweeting it and all sharing it with each other saying, Look, he's two yards offside and they're biting, they're jumping on anything they can. It's ridiculous. And so somebody shared that I don't know what podcast it was because I <laughs> I genuinely don't uh, watch, and it's nothing against the guys. I don't watch any Celtic podcast. I know a, a, some Rangers fans do. I just I don't, right? And it's nothing to do with the guys personally. I'm just really not interested. But apparently there was a Celtic podcast who, quite a big one, who came out and said it's all a conspiracy now. We need to do something about that. So and you add that into the mix, and and. A, they're obviously a lot bigger than us in terms of numbers and people follow them and stuff like that. So it's it's just absolutely fucking mental. And then you add that in, Cammy, and then you add VAR on top of that. I mean, I don't know where Scottish football would go. And like Jamie says, we have a good product in this country. Aye, it's, I, I have no interest at all in VAR. I'd, I'd keep it as far away from Scottish football as possible. It's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not going to change... It's not going to change the landscape at all. So uh, money could be better spent on other things uh, that are needed within Scottish football, mm-hmm. in my opinion. That's where I think it won't land because you're, you're, you're talking about, well, I don't know if it's two million or something or whatever it is. Scottish football can't afford it, to be honest, unless someone comes in and subsidises it or deals with it for them because these other clubs will need to put their their hands in their pockets for it and it's not going to happen and how far down does it go does it go down as far as Livy or is it in the SPL only then Championship it's not mm-hmm. not only Cup games or is it quarterfinals onwards no thank you no until the whole department the whole place can afford it and by the way can I just also say before we carry on that this will never become one of those podcasts where we will come out and tweet something saying 
they're against us. This is a conspiracy. This is that. No. This will always. Be, I will always be as honest as I possibly can. I. Do you know what? We might be playing Celtic, and we might get a decision that goes against us, and it's right to go against us, and I don't agree with it. That's fair enough, right? Um, but Linda Ross is saying you couldn't pay me to watch a Celtic podcast. Well, Linda, you can pay to listen and watch oh, a radio podcast. If you sign up to the Rangers Rabble on Patreon, link is in the description, £2 a month, loads of content, you'll love it. And can I also just say for everybody watching on uh, YouTube, where Match Reaction got, wet, got over 150 likes, and it really, really, really helped with spreading the podcast. The views went through the roof. So everybody watching, please could you give us a like? It's very much appreciated. And subscribe, we're getting so, so close to the 3,000 uh, subscriber mark. Right, Elaine, let's talk about Rangers, shall we? I mean, that's been 38 minutes, and I don't really think we've spoke much about Rangers. Did the international break come at the perfect time? Um, I don't know. Possibly, you know, hindsight will be a great thing. I'm not actually sure that it did, because I'm really, I'm not a fan of international breaks anyway. I think that was a great result for us. Um, I mean, the atmosphere on Sunday was absolutely buzzing at the end of the game. You could see what it meant to Gerard. We're all hoping that this is what kickstarts the season. We're hoping that this is the one that, you know, kind of sends the team on. And actually, I'm not 100% sure it is the right time for an, or it is, is a lucky time for an international break, because I think you want to take that momentum and go. And I think you want to push on from that, get the next game, keep it going. And you hope that that is a result that we can turn from. Um I mean, potentially, you saw Ryan Jack looks as if he's back in training today. Obviously, we're hoping Ryan Kent's going to be back after the international break. But we're kind of just over um, a few injuries and we're kind of just over a bit of COVID issues. And now we've now got people left, right and centre again, going back to play for their international teams. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm not 100% sure it's come at a great time for us. Um, hearts will be the test, but I would have quite liked Hearts to have been this week and to really kind of be pushing on from there. Can I just say the reason that my camera is turning off, it's not so I can have a smoke in my smoky pen, I promise. Um, Jamie, international break for yourself. Did we need that? Nah, I'm not interested. I'm just now sitting hoping we get everybody to come back from unscathed and ready to go, I think. I don't know if we would have. I don't know if Gerard would have celebrated so wildly and so like with a bit of relief if it, the international break. It's almost like a bit of like right people. He will know we were getting it. Not doubted because we're top of the league. We're six clear. We're top of the league, but our performances maybe haven't been the best, and we've had to grind out most of our wins mm-hmm. this season. So maybe that's why he was celebrating a bit more wildly. Or was it right? We've got a break now. Let's go after the break. A bit of a celebration. Um, so yeah, I'm not a fan of. It. I just, I just want everybody to come in. Boy, I just, I just want everybody to come back fit. That's my, my, my only concern now. Right, um, CGM. Is it so you can check your hair? I thought my hair was looking all right tonight. Nobody had mentioned my hair. Um, I mean, it's nearly as long as Elaine's, but I mean, it's still. Okay. Look, I would say that looks quite pretty. Um, Cami, international break. Not the international break itself with regards to Scotland. We will slightly touch on that with regards to a certain Mr. Patterson. Um, but for these Rangers players, we haven't made the greatest start to the season in terms of performances. We've had some injuries. It's been mentioned, Ken, Jack. Um, this will give other people just a wee bit of a break, time to rejuvenate. 
So is that a positive we can take for this, or would you rather on the back of that Hibs win just keep going? I can totally agree with what the guys have said. I can see both sides of it. My biggest worry about this international break is that players return healthy. We don't. We lost Hadji the last time. Uh, obviously with COVID, we don't want anything uh, anything similar with regard to with regard to that. I think see the likes of Lundstrom. You know, Lundstrom's been in uh, fine form the last three or four games, and I think he, he touched on it in the, the post match presser. He doesn't want an international break. He wants mm-hmm. to. He probably wanted a game on Monday because he's he's uh, he's playing he's playing well. He's he's not that about sort of situation. So it's a bit of a, a yes and no. Um, I, I'm 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 not as anti um, international break as I usually am, but I think it will allow a wee bit of recharge of the batteries. Try to regroup um, those that have maybe been impacted by COVID. As well, just to um, get them get themselves uh, a bit more training. The likes of Morelos is, isn't as we speak away with Colombia. I think he still needs a wee bit of sharpness. I still think the lack of a preseason um, is, although he's, he's contributing. I think he certainly contributed on Sunday. I hope that he gets a, gets a few training sessions under his belt just to get that sharpness, so that he can go in a run of games and score score four or five goals over the next the next three or four games, you know, and I mean Morelos his next goals, he's hundred for Rangers, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I, ho- I hope he gets that against Hearts. But we we just want everybody back on the sixteenth fit and healthy. Very, very quick question from M. <laughs> Elaine, if you can confirm not, not deny. Not is Elaine sitting in her bathroom? <laughs> Absolutely not. That would be I'm sure. the biggest bathroom I've ever seen in my life. Um, but Elaine, I'll take this to you, because um, this is the other side of the coin, of course. You get that rest for some players. Balogun is a major concern going to play with Nigeria. If something happens to him, we are in the soup. That is, of course, the major worry. Barisic, Davis, um, I don't know if Ruth's going with Jamaica, I don't know if Jamaica are playing, but Balogun, because Bassey's away with Balogun, and obviously the issue there being, if there's some sort of COVID issue in that camp, um, that could really scupper us. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of Balogun this season. Uh, I, I think he's won me, won me over. I remember getting a text or getting the team through before the Old Firm game. Um, and I called my mum and said it's a disaster, absolute disaster. It was absolute. Um, I just thought him at right back, this is going to, this is it. Um, all doom and gloom. I thought he had an absolutely fantastic game. I think there's no doubt that while Holander's out, he has to be, Golton and him have to be the pairing. Um, there is no, um, t- to me, there's no other pairing uh, until Hollander's back. So, yeah, that that's a big concern. Well, by all means, you know, they're getting game time, can't stop them playing for their country. It's probably, you know, it's up there with obviously one of the things that is hugely important to them. But if they all go away, have a great international break, come back healthy and fit, happy days. If they don't, then we'll all be cursing it. Well, yeah, um, there was a comment actually, Jamie. Um, it's the Chris Stewart. You can't win things without a team full of internationals. It's the chance you take. I know that obviously there's a, there's a lot of people who say international football don't care about it, not interested. But of course, the players will be. 
And it's like Chris has said, it's a chance you take. They've got to go and play international football. Yeah. It's <clears throat> they're like the rest is they've got a, well, I don't know about you, Martin, but they've got a CV. Player football players have CVs, and those CVs are if you're an international player, that's added to your CV, so it's looked mm-hmm. at a different level. That could command a different uh, salary cap. Your contract could say, if I become an international player, I get a 10% increase, all that kind of stuff. So it's massive for them. Um, so, yeah, and I've seen that even Bakunia's away playing for like Caracal, something like that. And it's like, we, 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 Bassi and Balogun going away at the same time is giving me the fear because we don't have anyone else for anything to happen there. Like Elaine said, that's the, the, the one I'm really worried about, to be fair. But yeah, it's good to have your players internationals, but I think you also need a, a good... We've got some solid players there that aren't internationals, which mm-hmm. you get your Tavs, Goldsons, McGregor. You've got a solid pe- people in there as well who aren't internationals. That's where I think Rangers have always been good at using the kind of English market as well, um, getting some decent English players who are never going to make the English team, but they're still solid for us, mm-hmm. and they don't go away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, just before I, I come to Patterson, I put a question out last night on Twitter. I don't know if any of you've seen it. Elaine's laughing, so I think it. she's seen it. And the I'm question was, Cammy, and I'll, do you know what? I'll come to each of you. Um, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of James Bond. I've probably seen, I think the last James oh. Bond film I've seen, I think Piers Brosnan was, was playing James Bond. Yeah, um, so, you, you could play James Bond, by the way, with that here. Look yeah, at by what? the way. Just how hot this is. Um, but anyway, so there's obviously going to be a new James Bond. So I put a simple question out there. Cammy, I'll start with you. Um, what Rangers player in that team would make the best Bond? Just just a wee bit of a, a light-hearted, um, jovial chat during the international break. <laughs> Hashtag shit question. <laughs> I think that was actually I think that was actually my response when he put that uh, on <laughs> <Twitter> last night. <laughs> Rangers player, no, it's got to be the gaffer. Stevie Gerrard would be Stephen Gerrard as James Bond. Undoubtedly. Elaine. I I was more interested in you saying who would make the the Bond villain. I think, oh, I think ba- I, no, no, I think Barisic fits right into that role. Various reasons, but I think Barisic has that one covered. Jamie, I know you've got a cracking answer up your sleeve. No, no I've no answer. Was when I seen that tweet, I was thinking, oh my god, what is he's really bored? We need to get the Fitba back on. That is one of the worst questions tweets I've ever seen. This so, is what international I, break does to us. Exactly. That's what was my thoughts. I don't actually care. Do you know what? The response I had on Twitter for that was really good for a hashtag. I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, Curry Muncher. Gaffer all day, Shagger would be the villain. That, I would watch that film. I would absolutely watch that film. Um, right, Nathan Patterson, obviously away with Scotland. I've seen something today, and we'll, we'll finish on this quickly, and then we'll move on to the Red Zones. Um, Jamie, is there even a question about who plays at right back for nah, Scotland? Absolutely not, and I, and I think the times now came. I, I, don't, I, I don't even think Clark's that stupid, so I firmly think that Patterson will be playing. Cammy? 100%. Listen, he's only going to get better and better. And I think uh, he, he showed that on, on Sunday. You know, wasn't his best game, but that kid's gone That kid's gone right to the top. He'll, we mm. will make a shed load of money when Nathan Patterson leaves Rangers. Hopefully in a few years' time. 
Sorry, I'd seen one of the websites. Oh, I don't know who it was on Twitter. They were talking about Man United looking for a new right back. And Patterson's picture. I know what Patterson's you're talking about there. everything. But no, 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 no. That was, that was nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Mm. Man, you is rubbish. He's absolutely rubbish. Elaine, is there any small part of you that thinks that Stephen O'Donnell can get picked over Patterson? Honestly, yes. Um, not, not based on anything, but yeah. Um, I would... To be honest, I would be surprised if Patterson plays, not based on ability, um, but I I would be surprised if he plays. I thought it was quite a bold call uh, of Gerard on Sunday. You could say resting Tav, dropping him, whatever it was. I think afterwards he said he was, you know, we've been over reliant on Tav for the past you know couple of seasons, and you've just really utilising the squad depth. But I thought it was a big call. Thought he had a good game. Wondered if that was the case, maybe to give Patterson a bit more of a chance uh, at starting. But uh, to be honest, I would be surprised if he started. I, I would think that Clark would probably stick with O'Donnell, to be honest. Which is just absolutely mental. Oh, man, I see that happens. I swear to God, it might just put me off watching Scotland as well. Um, see, see, going, but, see, going back to uh, what Elaine says about. Uh, Patterson starting on Sunday. I thought it was. I thought the manager chose his words very carefully after the after the match on the on that subject. You know, just talking about Tav, he could play fifty or sixty games. It's an opportunity. We've got a, a top quality right back who's a Scotland internationalist sort of thing. You know, but listen, Tav's got a job on to to basically cement that position this season um, because Nathan Patterson is putting. A hell of a pressure on him, and uh, whether he's the captain, whether whether he's the captain or not. And listen, I lo- I love Tav, but Patterson for me is is just getting better and better all the time. And I think uh, he will. He um, Tav's going to have to up his game to actually be the the right back every week, in my opinion. I don't want to make this a Tav v Patterson because um, one we've already done it. Two, it's not a question right now. Um, but Patterson is every time we put right, Jamie. Oh, let's talk about it. Right, Jamie, against Hibs, see, apart from obviously Patterson, fantastic cross for the goal. Um, I think you've seen a lot of what Patterson really does still have to improve mm-hmm. against Hibs. I don't think he was outstanding. It was certainly wasn't his best game on a Rangers shot. Um, but that to me, and maybe it's too harsh, shout at me and tell me I'm talking shite, but that just still proves to me that Tav is our number one right back and Patterson still has a lot to learn, which he can behind Tav. Uh, 100%. You've nailed it. I don't think, I think that it was his best game. I know, of course, he set up a goal, but but you can just see when he gets that ball, he's a different to Tav. Tav seems a lot, a lot more silkier. Tav will create more goals. I think Patterson will create more havoc, like running at people. Mm. Defenders are shitting themselves, they're running backwards. He, he wants to hit that byline. He's a totally different type. When he matures, though, a different oh, yeah. a monster, 100%. a monster of a player. But I, I think he pushes Tav this season, um, and it's good for Tav because it'll make Tav keep creating, creating, creating. Because that's Tav's big thing. If he keeps creating and scoring for us, that's all we want. Next season, there's a massive question to be asked because I think if Parson gets a few more game game times, I think good pre-season at the end of this season, 
he's not going to, he needs to be someone's number one. That's when the, it, he might just take over him for me. But the the, the the whole point to Orisaline as well is is that look, part what um, Gerard has shown because that was a massive game on Sunday against Hibs, massive game, especially going into an international break, and he played Patterson. So mm-hmm. Patterson's going to get minutes. Patterson's going to get game time. But Tav is for me anyway. Look, Tav's been a phenomenal player for us. He's a fantastic captain, Alan. To not even ask about Goldson, just keep the Goldson chat away. Um, but Patterson, sorry, sorry, Elaine. Uh, so Patterson's going to get plenty of game time this season. But what it also means is there isn't there isn't the same pressure on Tav to have to be available every week. Yeah, I think I think it's crucial though that, and I think Gerard knows that as well. It's crucial that Patterson does get game time because mm-hmm. obviously there was a bit of speculation. Um, in the transfer window that Patterson was was leaving, um, obviously for far less than we personally would all would all volume, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that this coming summer is huge because as much as Patterson is a Rangers boy and as much as it's his club, at the end of the day he wants to play football, he wants to be an internationalist, he wants to get the top level. And really, he needs to be getting game time. And he's too, he, and he's too good not to be. He's too good to yeah. be sitting on the bench. So, um, I mean, Tav's numbers at the moment, um, past couple of seasons, are just phenomenal. So, I agree with you at the moment. Yeah, Tav, Tav's got to be the number one. Um, big call, big call. And did you? Know, I think every time he's come in, uh, Patterson's done really well under the pressure as well. Um, he's not. You know, he doesn't seem phased by it at all. That was quite an atmosphere. First, you know, um, first thirty minutes before the sending off, the atmosphere was bubbling away. Um, I actually, I, I turned and said, you know, someone's getting sent off here. I, uh, I thought it'd be one of our boys, uh, but I thought the atmosphere was bubbling, and he dealt with that. So it, it just, it doesn't look like it, it faces him. And also, just I'm going back a while, but when he came back in um, after his wee misdemeanor and came on European game. Second half, first touch scored. He's taken it all in the stride. So mm-hmm. as long as he does get game time and Gerard manages the two of them, I think we're on to a winner. Look, it's three minutes. Martin, to Martin can, I, can I just? Martin, hold on, just hold on, see hold on. Before see you that. come in, before you come in, before you come in, I'll let you come in. It's two minutes to eight. Now this podcast is only supposed to go an hour, right? Um, so Elaine, Cami. Jamie, message your partners and say you're going to be home late because I think this is going to run on for a while. Um, Cammy, carry on. Uh, somebody's uh, popped me a message. See the boy at St. Johnson. You boys are the experts for the best of the rest. See the, the right back at St. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Is he is he in the Scotland squad? He, he must no. be like, no, Sean Rooney. Sean Rooney, no. Rooney, no. no. I just thought I would ask the question. Was it Ross Clark by any chance? <laughs> Speak to my lawyer. <laughs> um, look, well, final point uh, on Patterson and Tav, and then we'll move on. And Cammy, look, unless we sell Tav in the summer because of his age, the two of them will be classed for the next few years. So can we not just enjoy the fact that we've, we've got two brilliant right-backs? I think we can enjoy the fact we've got the best two right-backs in Scottish football, undoubtedly. But Nathan Patterson needs to play moving forward. And I think Jamie is 
spot on. I think uh, my worry last season was that um, Nathan wouldn't get enough game time because Tav's levels last season were so high. But I think come next summer, I think if uh, Parsons hit 20, 25 games this season, I think he's going to be very, very close to being our first choice uh, right back moving forward. Yeah, we've seen as Jamie makes so many good points. CGM asks, one has to go at the end of the season, Jamie. Well, is that a hypothetical? Is that... I don't, no, I'd rather... Po- it's a point that CGM's made that he thinks that one has to go at the end of the season. Oh, sorry. Seeing as, sorry, I... seeing as you're this fantastic <laughs> Rangers rabble pundit who has all the right answers, does one of them have to go at the end of the season? Um, I don't think so, no, but I think one of them can be phased out over the space of a, a, a season. A, like, next season so that's my answer to that, that question clearer, that well I think clear. next season Patterson becomes your number one and Tav's your number two and Tav gets lesser games and then Tav might think right okay I've got maybe one last move in me doing the English Championship before my career's over to go and play a few more games because Patterson's going to keep going and going unless Patterson comes in at the end of this season the start of next and just goes stratospheric and he's gone by January 30 million to Man United then Tav will be back in but I think for me, Tav's were best right back. Although I just hit, I hit T- Patterson on the... Somebody put a quiz thing on where, uh, the chat there. I hit Patterson by mistake, by the way. It should have been Tav. For me, Tav's were best right back right now. But Patterson next season's got to be phased in and has to be my number one. You're, you're making a lane cry, look. you absolute fucking nonsense. <laughs> um, right, Elaine, Chris Stewart simply says Kamara. Now, that leads me on to the next topic of discussion. Something that we obviously have to be very, very careful with the way we speak about it and the way we word it, but UEFA have launched an investigation into the Sparta-Prague versus Rangers game. What do you expect from this UEFA investigation? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) That's a fantastic podcast answer. Absolutely nothing. Your crap question, move on. No, no, not not at all, but... um, I'm not holding my breath for anything. I think that you're right. We have to be careful um, the way we word it. We all watched the game. We all saw what happened, um, drawn our own conclusions. Um, I find it really troubling. I find it really hard to watch. I think that it's it's, it's awful. I, you know, I really I really feel for Kamara. I really do. Um, there's no doubt. Uh, and I, I, I've listened to some people attempt to justify the reason why it was him that was being booed. Um, not not going to get into that. I think we, we've all got our own conclusions. Um, the one thing that I would say um, just on this, it's slightly off topic, is I think every so often there's people in different teams where you think, you know what, you think really highly of them. You think they're, they're a good guy. Um, I think really highly of Marvin Bartley, um, Livy. I think he's done a lot of good. I think the abuse that he's taken personally for stand-up, he is just awful, uh, absolutely awful. Um, and I, th- I think what he's done this season has been has been really good. Um, I, 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 yeah, I do you know. I just think it's a total can of worms. I don't see there being really any meaningful action taken. And I think, unfortunately, at the moment, um, both the Prague teams, the only meaningful action the only thing that's going to make people change would be really serious sanctions and let's face it that's just not going to come Cammy 
UEFA aren't interested. They talk about zero tolerance. You know, this has been going on in Prague since 2005 when they were punished for um, issues where it was either Chelsea or Arsenal when they played across there. You know, 16 years on, they get a punishment for a stadium closure and they're allowed children into the stadium and we all know what we all know what happened. You just go through this cycle, they open an investigation, nothing happens, lip service paid to it. When you move on to the next situation, it happens again, it happens again, it happens again. It's the governing bodies, UEFA and FIFA, have to do far more. It's 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 just not acceptable. And I, I totally echo what Elaine says uh, domestically. I think Marvin Bartley as a as a credit to himself and exactly the the type of person that you want involved in uh, trying to uh, move things forward in this country, you know. But UEFA won't uh, UEFA won't do anything. They're not interested in doing anything. I'm going to bring up a comment by CGM, but just before I do, the reason why I don't like these type of comments is not because I don't agree, because I do agree. But the minute you say this. It takes away from what you're talking about. To, you're only saying that because they're in your group and they beat you. Right. right. Now, CGM puts, just chuck, chuck them out the tournament. It's that simple. Jamie, yeah. in an ideal world, absolutely. Get rid of them. Um, but the minute you say that, people who don't like your club have a different a difference of opinion, always jump in the back. Take it away from what you're actually talking about. Yeah, I agree though. Um, ban them. That's the best way to deal with. It. If you had any bottle about them, then they should be banning the Czech teams for European for UEFA competitions going forward. Not this season, right? Let this investigation, whatever happen, and then they'll get popped out in the group stage or whatever. Whatever happens them this season, but just say Czech football, or Slavia, Sparta. He's only getting in next season. He's are gone, and then see if that will make the Czech authorities do something to help change. Because mm-hmm. if they don't do anything, the fans are left to do what they want after that. And I think yeah. the whole Marvin Bartley thing, I think the big man's been superb. And I think pe- there's deniers and there's sympathisers and there's people who are saying there's no problem in Czech football. Marvin Bartley holds up a wee mirror to them or holds up a five or six comments he gets. A lot of them from Czech people. I might be mm-hmm. wrong, but they look like it. Now they're attacking Marvin Bartley because of his colour, his skin. When all he's doing is trying to say this is what's happening. But they're, they're just they're defeating their own argument by doing it to him. So they're proving, the, they're proving themselves to be the problem. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's a shame. But ban obviously, them, ban them. Obviously, you don't know if it was Czech people. That's an assumption you're making. Yes. Um, you can't say it was because you don't know. Um, but Elaine, do you go along with that? It's like, <laughs> we've got Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Hello, guys. More chance of Michael Stewart agreeing with a decision that goes in Rangers' favour than UEFA kicking out Sparta. Um, is that just sadly where we are? That UEFA, they investigate these things and... Um, what was it Cadella got? Was it a 10-game ban? Yeah, he got a 10-game ban, but that included the international football as well. I think the one thing that was interesting was Fair did speak out on it. And that was that was interesting because obviously um, we are um, all well-versed in Fair, um, given that they attend every one of our games. Um, but they, they spoke out about it, uh, I'm sure, so maybe that should give us some sort of confidence that you know they are they are going to tackle something. But I I just I can't see it coming. I can't see them being chucked out. 
I think what was really troubling for me was just the fact that so many people really didn't see an issue with it. And yeah. so many people did try and make out as if it was, it was something that's not. And that that's troubling because actually that's not even necessarily um, just one football club. I mean, the fact that these two clubs came together, I can't imagine what would happen or what would have to happen to get Rangers, um, you know, to get someone to Rangers to release a statement to say, absolutely, we back that Celtic statement. You know, hell would freeze over before the two clubs, before the two of us are joining in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the two clubs are going at it, they're, they're, kind of, they're doubling down, they're saying no. Um, I, yeah, I just think it's a whole it's a whole issue. I think it's probably actually bigger than football. But oh, yeah. Football, yeah. football means so much to so many people. It would be great to see UEFA take a really strong stand and to really challenge it, but they're not going to. No. See, see the see the thing. Sorry, Martin. I know we we could be here until midnight talking about uh, all this sort of stuff. We could, see, we could. see the issue. See the issue with fair. I read this in the last couple of days that UEFA and fair basically aren't talking to each other. So that ITV had basically reported that every single high risk match this season hasn't had fair representation. So. As much as Elaine is spot on that they've they've covered every Rangers match for the last few years, they're now no longer actually doing it on behalf of uh, on behalf of UEFA, which I get, it it emphasises what I said with regard to they have no interest in actually working with an organisation, rightly or wrongly, uh, to try to um, eradicate this. And I've I've sent I've sent it to you guys the the link, um, but it's. I was I was just looking at the comments made there, and the comments made um, from Fair after it was the sanction has to be that you're kicked out. There can really be no other consideration, which is fairly damning, and it's fairly um, it, it's just it's fairly damning, and it's totally to the point. Whether you know, I think we're all on the same page. We don't think that's what will happen, but it's what should happen. Uh, but I, I find that quite interesting that they came out and said that, although potentially that is because also they've got an agenda. And, you know, if, they, if they're not getting on with UEFA, maybe it suits them to kind of come out all guns blazing at the moment as well. Aye. Um, well, we shall wait and see what that UEFA investigation comes to. I'm not holding my breath. Jamie, finally tonight, I say finally, it's 10 past eight. My missus is going to kill me. Um, um, I promised I would help out with the way in the night. There you go. Uh, red zones um, have been taken away. Hearts are going to be <coughs> away support at Ibrooks. Um, for me, brilliant. Yeah, I think it's time, in it? It's time mm-hmm. to do it and get, the, get the, the away fans back in for a bit of normality. I mean... I don't know, you can still go with all the Rangers fans, to be honest, but I think a bit of that travelling, I wouldn't get like a thousand, something like that, wasn't mm-hmm. it, that's came out. So, um, I think it's a bit getting, but it's another step towards normality. That was a, a very, very short answer, Jamie. What's all that about? I'm, sick, I'm sick talking about COVID and sanctions <laughs> and red phones. I'm over it. I've said that before. A step, a step closer to normality, Cammy. Yeah, and I think it gets, uh, I know a few people that sit in the, the areas behind the, the, the dugouts 
that have been relocated over the last five, six, seven home yeah. games. You know, so for those guys, they can get back to they can get back to their, their normal seats. So it's I it's good that there's away fans, but I think more importantly for me, the Rangers fans that have had to be re- relocated as a result of the the red zones can go back and sit in the the season ticket seats that they've uh, that they've paid for and sit with their mates and all that sort of stuff because they've been. Uh, I think Rangers have said that they'll offer them some form of compensation um, as a result of the inconvenience, you know. So I'm pleased that we get a wee bit of normality and it'll be good. Hearts are going to come through next Saturday with a wee bit of... Uh, they're, they're going to fancy their chances, you know, top, top of the table clash and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It just gives it a wee bit extra added spice, Elaine. I mean, it's, with teams like maybe Hearts and Hibs and... Obviously, Celtic. Your, your teams like I don't know, Livingston, Hamilton doesn't really make much of a difference. But it's, it just adds that. But uh, especially for like Cameron, she's a top of the table clash. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's been a real shame that fans have been locked out. You know, we've had the season last year where we couldn't go. Um, it's been great for us being back at Ibrox. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just think away fans. It makes part of. It makes part of the game. Um, I, you know, I love it. I've got my my first um, away ticket successfully today. St Mirren, my closest <laughs> other ground. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's it's great. It's a huge part of it. Um, it's a, and there there is a wee bit. I understand with the red zones, and it's not necessarily been our fault or Celtic's fault. But um, we've still been taking away tickets, um, and I just I just think it's the right thing to do. So no, looking forward to. It. And anyways, I think we shall end it on that because I can hear commotion going on and I think somebody's just killed somebody. Um, but listen, thank you to everybody watching. Please do like and subscribe. You've no idea how much it helps when you like these videos on YouTube. Please do uh, like and retweet on Twitter. I don't know if I've mentioned it, um, but we have a website, rangersrabble.co.uk. You thought I was going somewhere else there, Jamie. Head over there. You can see all our podcast blogs. Um, we've got a dedicated youth page. And I like to say this before the numbers start to come down and from the top left hand right on the top left hand of my screen, sorry. Um, and of course, if you want more content, where else can they get more content, Jamie? Patreon. The link's in the description. So a lot of cracking stuff on there, some real rubbish as well that me and ones me and Martin are on. And what kind of shows do they get on Patreon, Elaine? Oh, there's best of the rest where me and Martin uh, try. Uh, 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 uh. Elaine. Best of the rest, uh, EPL shows, the Soonest Revolution, there's Academy stuff. There's actually a website too, if you don't know about that. <laughs> well done, Elaine. <laughs> Although I'd already mentioned the website, which proves that you want to listen to me in the first place. So listen, thank you to everybody watching. So really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and thank you to <laughs> Elaine what are you laughing at, Cammy? You missed all of that. Oh, kidding. look at that last comment from him. last comment. <laughs> Give the B.O.G. Oh, right, there you go. See, that's how far the B-O-G. I was. The bog, the bog. Anyway, listen, thank you, everybody, for watching. I don't know exactly when we'll be back. I might just throw something out there and annoy everybody because I've told them all they've got a wee holiday now, but we'll wait and see. But anyways, thank you for watching. We will speak to you very, very soon. Podcast Network.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.